That's older than the 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 nineteen ninety five Holy Week liturgy revisions, baby. I'm pretty sure it was a nineteen fifty five Holy Week. Revision. What did I say? Nineteen ninety five. I meant to say fifty five. I'm so the sorry. year that Hammer Time came out. That was the big <laughs> revision in nineteen ninety five. Was. <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch. It is your boy Impanima, and I'm the girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's thank you. For, thanks for coming back to the show, Patrick. I've been th- really feeling this urge lately. I've been praying all week. The you l- can read about that in Love and Responsibility no, by no. Carol Voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's not no, not that urge. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand what you're saying at first, but now okay. I understand. This guy is pretty upset. Um, he's got a couple of things to say, and it's things. all in Polish. So let me, okay, let's back it up. Number one, I have a copy of Love and Responsibility on my desk, okay? And when I'm on a video call with somebody, which is often because of the coronavirus, when they what? say something that can slightly be taken to be a little bit inappropriate, I grab it because there's a picture of JP2 <laughs> on the front. And I said, I know a guy that'd be a little upset about this, and I put it up to the camera, and it's a very funny bit. Um, the second thing. As I was thinking about how our podcast needs to be funnier. Oh my gosh, really? I'm giving it everything I got. I, I am too is the thing. And last week I just felt a little tired. But then somebody said, uh, somebody said like, hey, you know, last week's episode was so good. I'm actually giving a talk based on it this week. And I was like, what? So apparently even though I don't, I don't feel like we're being funny, I feel like we're still churning out that good, good content, which is frustrating because I feel like I'm not laughing enough. And as we know, this podcast is about me. If we're not having fun, no one gets to have fun. If we're not, ha- everyone say it with me. If we're not having fun, no one gets to have fun. Is that a famous? What is that? Is that from the seventies? What kind of slogan? No, is that? that's that's uh, that's the slogan of the crunch. That's the oh, crunchy slogan. It's just us. I had a cereal-based dream last night. Tell me, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So I, I woke, I woke up. I had a dream. Okay, so first of all, last night. I was the most... T- I came home from a confirmation retreat. It was supposed to be 12 hours. It got shortened by two hours. Which age group is this? Middle school. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that explains something right away. Yeah. I was, that was why I was so tired. I, I planned I planned the length of the retreat. So I knew that it was going to be a long boy. You know, I was excited. Right. I was like... They, and all the kids, well, they were complaining by 11 a.m. And I was like, listen, all right. calm down. Yeah. You're going to be fine. You're you're fine. You're young. Um, you got those you young legs. If you if you if you if you stayed up late, late late last night playing Fall Guys, that's on you. What is that? I keep hearing um, people talk about this fall. These guys that are falling. Why? Me too. That's why, why I mentioned it. Why did they not just stand I, up? Why did they not simply stand up? Uh, I don't know. I don't know and anything so about the games. I got home and I was like literally falling. Like Phoebe and I were like uh, we were making a list of things we had to do because we had our like first free day in in weeks, and uh, I was like, yeah, okay, we need to get. The-. I was like falling asleep, and she was like, honey, you need to go to bed, and so I went to bed. And I like, I was in like a trance for the first, uh-huh. I, I, it's like, I remember every hour of trying to sleep. I was so tired. I was awake for the whole thing. Yeah. And I remember all of the dreams that I had. Oh, that's so amazing. one of the dreams I woke up and I went downstairs. My apartment is not upstairs, but I went downstairs and a little girl who I knew to be my daughter ran up and Aww. went, daddy, I made you breakfast. Aww. And I was like, oh, sweetie, that's so nice. Did you make me breakfast or did mommy make me breakfast? And she went. Uh, I made you breakfast. It's on the table. I look on the table and there was a stack of like 20 pieces of toast uh-huh. <laughs> and a bowl of cereal that had obviously been poured before she made all the toast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it was like dripping and she was like, enjoy and walked away. And I was like, well, I, I looked at Phoebe and I was like, I guess I got to eat this soggy cereal. <laughs> That's so sweet. It's like a premonition. Cereal dream. That's like a vision Sorry? for the future. I know. I was, I was so happy when I woke up. I was like, ah, yeah, my future child. I had a dream similar in nature. So I had a dream recently that uh, Conan O'Brien showed up. And you know how <laughs> he was, was my son. <laughs> he was my kid. You know how his legs are really long? <laughs> yeah. So he was walking like super <laughs> exaggerated with his legs, like going up and around. <laughs> like Woody from like, Toy Story. Exactly, like walking towards me. And he got up to me. And he greeted me, and he was like, I've heard of you from The Crunch. And I said, yes, you have, Mr. O'Brien. <laughs> of course you have, Conan O'Brien. You listen to our podcast. Of course, yet. Conan. And then he was wearing this shirt. It was kind of a burnt orange, which just did not look with his skin tone or his hair color. Oh, and, sure, 
and I, as he was like turning around to walk away, I said, that looks like the kind of shirt that Secretariat would have worn. And he thought that was the funniest thing he had ever heard. And he invited Why? me onto his show. <laughs> Everybody loves a good. Oh, because Secretariat was orange. I I guess I don't know. Everybody loves a good Secretariat reference. That's I mean that's, that's one thing I know. Secretariat in BoJack. Yeah, I think I that's exactly know. what it was though. Is like it reminded me of BoJack yeah. Secretariat from BoJack. And so Conan O'Brien thought your kind of weird, to, huh? your, your deep cut reference to BoJack was so good. He invited you on the show. Yeah, I think no, that makes I sense. think he just he just had he had this pullback because he had listened to my podcast. You know, like, hey, you know, you're you you have a great podcast and also you were funny in this moment. Ergo, come on, come on my show and let's build a let's rapport get on that together. Show, yeah, um, which is great. We love Conan. Hello, hello, are you there? Yes. <laughs> Okay. I think Dude. you were you were on a delay or something. No, you were on a we were probably both on both a delay. On a delay. Each other. Yeah. Dude, that was the weird I was like it's... talking and you were like, Okay, I can hear you. I was like, Oh sweet. So as I was saying and you were like, Hello and I was like, I was just talking, what's going on? <laughs> and then I said, like, are you messing with me? And then I kept talking and like five minutes later you were like, I'm not messing with you, I swear. <laughs> oh if if that was a bit, that was I was in deep. You know? Yeah, if, you, if that was a bit, you were like committing. Like you had to remember everything I had been saying Say, for fifteen seconds prior. Okay, oh please goodness. continue with what you were saying. I'm so sorry. I don't remember what I was. We saying. were talking about your premonitions. Oh yes, my premonitions. No, you were saying you were saying uh, with my dreams. Of pre- I don't know. Let's move on. What's All going? Right. What? Tell me about. Uh, tell me about your week. What's been going on? You bought someone free Wi-Fi. I no. Well, I thought I got better Wi-Fi, but I didn't. AT&T let me down by not showing up when they said they were going to. So I still have crappy Wi-Fi. Um, but I did st- I did download Duolingo. Wow. What are you going to learn? Latin? Like a little, like a little, little, uh, little wimp? Espanol. Ah, the, 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 the grandfather of Latin. I took the, <laughs> I took the, um, <laughs> I took the, the pretest to like uh, show you how far advanced you are. And I got a lot of questions, right? But I also don't think they're multiple choice option of like clicking and dragging words from a word bank into the sentence means that i can accurately translate latin or, or spanish Span- yeah it's not because it's yeah, like multiple, that's it's like i know only- i know that the sentence is not the brown basketball goes in the soup you know what i mean like I, <laughs> there's there's another way that this goes and so it makes you feel smarter than you actually are which is probably why they do it that way but yeah i feel like it's more at the end of the day it's also more i don't understand I don't understand the the heart system. Like you get a free heart so that you never fail a lesson. I'm like, it, what's the point of learning something if you never fail? Like why yeah. why is this like Tinder where I have unlockables to 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 swipe through more options? You know, that's super weird. It is very weird. It's also like, there's like experience points and gems yeah. and hearts and things you can buy. It's like I don't know if it's is this just Clash of Clans with maybe some like a Taco Bell commercial mixed in? You're like what what I is think- going on? That is the level. I think. I think it is. I think it is just Clash of Clans. It's just. It's the same, pr- not premise, but it's the same like reward system as a mobile game. Yeah. But you feel like you're learning, so it's like another. It's a. It's a. It's a grift on a grift. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, I'm being super grifted then. Like mobile games are a grift for people who aren't like aware of what's going on in their brains when they download a mobile game. Like yeah. Oh, like oh man, I'm just so frustrated. I just want to get. I just want to revive the the character I was in Temple Run. I'll use a gem that costs money in real life, and they're like, "Oh, I need more gems." You know, they don't realize what's going on. They're just kind of like not paying attention to themselves. And then I think Duolingo is like one step above. I think this is a hot take. This is a hot take. Is Duolingo it? is one step above. It's for people who aren't aren't unaware of how microtransactions work enough to not download mobile games. Sorry, they're aware enough to not download mobile games, but they're not aware enough to notice that Duolingo doesn't actually teach you anything. See, this is my thing. It was my first day, and I've I've already learned that an in Spanish is just un, and so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I've also learned that table is mesa, uh, and that Italian is italiano. Italiano. I started, did I tell you about that ancient Greek book that I started reading? No, tell me. It's like a book in ancient Greek. Okay. So it's a it's like a twenty chapter book, and it's modeled after this Latin. This guy used this method to teach Latin. You essentially get this textbook. It's called Athenaeus, I believe. And um, 
you read this you read this story and it starts off with the sentence Italy is in Ro- Rome is in Italy that's mm-hmm. the first sentence yes and so you know the word Rome and you know the word Italy and so you see is and in and so you go okay that word must mean is in and they keep doing that and then they eventually oh. get to like they get to uh um okay so in 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 Greek it's like uh um est uh ente europe so uh 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 that means Egypt is not in Europe. And did I didn't you, know. Did you, I didn't are you know, speaking Greek or did you learn the language from Atlantis, the lost empire? <laughs> is My, that what they say it in? I don't, I have no idea, but it sounds like the language that the people with the crystals spoke when they found. So they might, the they may have been speaking a variation of coin. They may have stolen words from coin. They probably like, I didn't did. Know, I didn't know what uk meant, but I know that esteen ente and de Europe means is in Europe, and I know Aegyptos probably means Egypt, and I know Egypt isn't in Europe, so I must be oh, okay. Uk must mean no, is not. It must be like a negation right. or something. And so you read this, and it, the sentences get more and more complicated until you're reading literally dialogue, where it's like this guy said, "I was going to go take the horse to the stable, but then it rained," you know. And so it's like right. it's in the past. It's in the past tense. Uh, with like a with like a like a would have you know that's a complicated but instead of going through all the different tenses one by one and like trying to memorize all the declensions, it's like you learn them little by little as you're reading and as you need to, which is how you learn languages in the real world. Right, and so it's a better way to learn, and it's also really interesting. Like, I was able to pull that sentence out from memory. I haven't read that book in like three months. Oh, that's cool. But it's stuck in my head because you know it's so. It's just so easy to remember a story. So, right. yeah. I wish... Is there a book like that for Espanol? There probably is. There Excuse just me. has to be. Is there a Libra for something like that <laughs> in Espanol? Estoy una Libra. Mucho I am gusto. a book. <laughs> Mucho gusto. It reminds oh, me man. of the episode from Drake and Josh when Josh's longtime e-pal Yuka decided to visit from Eudonia. And then Drake oh accidentally gosh. marries her by saying, In Cancun time by Or something. And they'll Utaya. When the sun is in the house of Corflog. Glockma. Anyway. Glockma. This is such a. We're such a. We're on a tangent here. What I really love. You said the word grift. And I almost called these two freshman grifters today. Why? Because they we had like kind of a mini activities fair kind of thing where like we were at the newman center and if people wanted to come and register at the newman center they could come and it was all outside and we had masks on and stuff because we can't all be in one place you know yeah yeah and these two guys also, rolled can you up. hear me still yeah, yeah yeah you're good okay good just check i'm gonna do that periodically throughout the podcast. okay please do and then these guys rolled up and we're like hey like you're looking to get involved whatever they're like no we're just here for the free t-shirts and i almost said well quit being grifters and something register with us but <laughs> I did not say that because I was right next to our catechist, and I figured that would have been a bad look for the focus team director to call some freshman grifters. Um, oh, that's great. At my retreat this weekend, I was very, very mean to all of the students so that they would love Jesus more. Did it work? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> what? Middle schoolers no, are weird. It was, it was, yeah, they really are. Like, one of them, one of them was like, Patrick, can you get me a pencil? And I was like, first of all, it's Mr. Nevy. And second, no, I can't get you a pencil. You can use your own legs and get them yourself. And I was walking over to the pencil. She's like, Patrick, please get me a pencil. And I was like, Haley, I'm going to get you a pencil. Obviously, be quiet. And then I got the pencil and all of her friends, all of her friends were like giggling on the other table. And they were, as I walked by, I was like, what are you looking at? That's so funny. You can, how come you can just be outright mean to them and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the best, <laughs> best youth minister ever. And it's ever, funny because all the other catechists and the teachers were like looking at me like I was insane, but they were also like, obviously it's working because they think it's hilarious. Like, Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. It reminds me of that quote about John Paul II. Shut up. <laughs> no, it really does. Somebody I'm in sorry, his group said, a lot of priests try to be like the kids. We were trying to be like him. Yeah. Maybe that's you. Maybe all the kid, all these other catechists are trying to be like the middle schoolers. They're like, hey, you guys ever played Fall Guys? And then they're like... That's unironically me, though. That is unironically um, you. But then they see you walking around and you're just throwing out insults at random middle schoolers, <laughs> tripping them as they walk by. 
Yeah. And all the kids are like, wow, well, that's how you I want to do like it. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, it was it a works. really sweet, it was a really sweet retreat. Like I, one, a bunch of the, a bunch of the kids were like saying how much they wanted to be in my small group. Cause we, I had them in small group for, they split up the small groups from like our regular sessions, our regular sessions. They didn't keep the same small groups, which I was a little bummed because I really like my small group. And they kept asking to get traded in. And then a bunch of other students heard them asking that. They're like, wait, can I be in your small group too? And I was like, listen, you guys as small group leaders are awesome. Go be in your own small groups, okay? But um, one of the kids said that, like, I really made a difference in their life over the course Uh of the past year. And it was, like, a really great moment of, like, thank you. That's crazy because, like, I've only had you for, like, half a year because, you know, half the year was, you know, coronavirus. But that that did mean a lot, and it was a nice little affirmation of what I've been doing. You don't you don't always get that in ministry, but it's, no, it's important no, to hold on not. to those minutes, those little moments. Yeah. The the what is the best part of being a youth minister? Oh, it's when I get to neg my students, and they still think I'm the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you obviously. should. It. I'm not even the worst one. I'm not even the worst one who does it. All no, the I, all the all the best all the best youth ministers neg their students. Mark Hart in his prime unsolicited just sending kids hate mail to their house he broke someone's arm his first retreat okay is that true well no it's not really but he told this story he told not not to not to flex but he told this story and wait he meant this might have been on stage anyway at Uh at cymc i asked him about i was it was my first year of youth ministry and he was like listen if it if making mistakes your first year means you're human i got to where i am because i've been doing this 25 years but like i started where you are it was a really nice moment but anyway you've had a um, lot of Mark nice Hart moments makes, lately yeah it's a nice uh, a lot of nice nice moments um <laughs> so anyway he told the story about he he wanted to it was his first retreat and he wanted to wake up all the students like in a funny way and so he had one of the court team members dressed up in a bear costume <laughs> and walk in all the cabins and go ah and uh one of the students was um uh did have his glasses on and so thought it was a real bear and screamed he he saw the bear and he was on the bottom bunk Uh uh-huh and he (laughs) screamed he sat up in his bed so fast that he hit his head and then immediately passed out and the guy on top of the bunk fell off the top bunk and broke his arm Man. And it's like that's so funny. That's a, <laughs> this is the unintended consequences. That's it's so, like this is why we have your parents sign waivers, kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like at least I never did anything that bad. It's not my However, fault, Mister Mister Hart. I broke my arm. Well, you shouldn't have been so stupid. Oh man, you're the best youth minister ever. <laughs> you're the best youth minister ever. Oh my gosh, mom, dad, I broke my arm, and Mister Hart said it was my fault. It's so cool. <laughs> Unironically, me if I was in Mark kid, Hart's kid, room. let me see your good arm. Five years ago, you deserve the this. Kid, <laughs> hey, what are the kid that? The, never mind. That oh, anyway, uh, that's funny. Ooh. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. All right, cool. Now that we've gone through adults harassing children in ministry, let's do the hot take time machine. We've already done our entire podcast. What is there to do? That's <laughs> our entire show. Welcome to the hot take time machine, the part of the show where, where Larry I comes out find, and sings a silly song. Where I find some unsettling things from my past, and it's not the ones you'd expect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you had a hot take five years older and you send it to us, we'll read it on the show probably. Uh, Patrick, what's your hot take? Oh wait, you so don't have I have, one. I have a. Oh, you have a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read yours, read yours, read yours. I have a guest one. So th- this one, this one comes from Isabella. This was sitting in the Crunch Twitter account for ever. So if you have a hot take, make sure to email it to us. Info at thecrunchcast.com. Patrick, we don't check Twitter. We don't check Twitter. We don't like it anymore. It is a fickle mistress. Anyway, we are not so, having uh, fun, and no one can have fun. <laughs> Uh, Isabella sent us this this uh, this Facebook post from May 2012. So oh, this is a good one, baby. Um, they won't stop playing "Without You" by David Guetta and Usher at my gym. So I looked up the video, and it starts off with Earth splitting in half out of the wild. I'm sorry, out of the wildness of Usher and David Guetta's OK Club music. Anyway, the Earth actually splits in half, and no one notices for a solid 30 seconds. <laughs> 
Wow. Did, have you seen the music video for it? No, but I have heard this biting commentary of with the Without You video by David Guetta and Usher. You've heard of this before? No, I've just now in this podcast. Oh. I've not seen the video, but I can picture it in my mind from this woman's review. Okay, I thought you said you've heard negative comments from it, about it in the past. But yeah, no, it, it's <laughs> there's this there's this whole really subgroup on the internet that just hate the Without You music video by David Guetta <laughs> and Usher. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay? I wouldn't either. There's some weird subreddits out there. So, That's true. Um, it, it, first of all, the David Guetta it, it shows it shows David Guetta at different um, concerts across around the world. And it's funny because all of them are happening uh-huh. supposedly simultaneously, and there's like they're in like Brazil, America, uh, China, and right. Africa, and all this stuff. Yes, and yeah, and so they they start playing without you, and the without you that part that that like, and then everybody's up. jumping up and down. Yeah, say say noodles, noodles. Cool. There we go. It's the only way for me to know that you're not delayed. <laughs> Uh, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. So it's, I just watched a music video in that interim, and it's very odd that every. So that's why you delayed because you were watching. You were streaming. Oh, I a streamed music a bit. Video. What an idiot! Stupid. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I should have known better. I've been on the internet long enough to know about bandwidth, but I guess bandwidth. not. Bandwidth. And David Guetta is it's a band, so you can't use it. He's a dude. Anyway, the the my favorite part of that music video is it's clear that Usher and David Guetta were not available on the same day. No. <laughs> and Usher <laughs> And Usher was only available to stand in front of a green screen with his arms outstretched on either side of him and that's it. He's even in the green screen when he's in the crowd. It's a fake crowd There's and no, he's, in the- he's he he must have been like in his house. Like he didn't go anywhere to make this. He was not available. <laughs> It's so it's like, so funny oh, no, because no, they, sorry they were available for one moment on so at the end of the episode or the end of the the video it shows them on the stage together, but in the distance so they could have had a body double it's very likely right so David Guetta was probably thinking I guess I'll have to make this video without you. <laughs> what is funny? It's funnier if you uh, if you imagine them singing to each other right. because it's like. It's two dudes Can you imagine singing a song to each other. Every song by David Guetta and a and a featured vocalist are all them so singing every to each David other. Guetta song. Yes. That's just so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh man. It's I love that. Yeah, so my 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 main problem with the video was not the fact that the earth splits in half and no one notices. My my actual favorite part of the video was when the HP there there's like an HP uh product placement, which obviously paid for the poor quality of the video. Uh-huh. And um it goes HP and it's like breaking news. Earth splits in half and they have live satellite footage of the Earth splitting. And I'm like, how are you equipped to go live to a satellite and like move the satellite to focus it? Whoever was on the ISS at the time was actually working for MSNBC. Uh, and they were like, yeah. hey, dude, take out your phone. Derek, come on. Give us a good shot of this. Derek, HP is relying on us. We, we They need us. They need us. We're in the ISS and there's one middling tech company in America that needs our help. Um, too bad about HP though. Super sad. Yeah, really sad. I mean, are they bankrupt yet? I don't know. Probably. My first laptop was an HP. Respect. Um, do you want to hear my hot take? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, okay, please. here we go. This first one's from August nineteenth, twenty sixteen. It's a hey. it's a GIF. Um, <laughs> well, I have a comment and then a GIF. Here it goes. It says, "When I overhear people misunderstanding church doctrine," and then it's Bill oh, Murray in space jam when he comes out during the game and he says hey perhaps i can be of some assistance (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i remember that tweet and his ill-fitting like he's wearing a t-shirt under his jersey like his belly's kind (laughs) of sticking out it's just funny so that's funny because i still don't understand church doctrine so i don't know what i thought i was thinking back then I think that joke may have been a little self-aware. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think it was pretty earnest. Um, and then there's one right underneath it that I just found. Uh, and it only works if you remember the, uh, the, the reference. So back in 2016 was Brexit, right? Do you remember Brexit? Oh, gosh, really? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. this was also the same year that uh, Donald was elected president. And he had a tweet on also on August eighteenth, twenty sixteen. So my tweet was a was a, a parody of it because um, that was cool at the time. It was just to tweet whatever Donald said, but like with a Catholic twist. Um, yeah. And he said, 
they will soon be calling me Mr. Brexit. <laughs> and Mr. Brexit was in all caps with an exclamation point. And I just thought that was so funny because, like, what what does that mean? <laughs> why would they do why that? Would they do, why would they be calling you that? Nobody. I mean, time time has told us that nobody has called him Mr. Brexit ever. Right. <laughs> like, why does he think he's involved in that at all? He wasn't even president at the time. Like, I he's just a different country. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, and he's s- a different country that already Brexited exactly. like, before he was elected. <laughs> I also tweeted on August 18th, 2016. I said, they will soon be calling me Mr. Vatican II. <laughs> <laughs> And it only got nine likes, which like that I, it's so silly because I think that's so funny. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I I had a so you know how uh, you know how Kanye tweeted or said that thing about Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. No, I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that tell I me. made. I'm sorry that I that I made you aware of that. All she um, all she did all she did was drive them on the underground railroad. She didn't do anything. My that 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 all gas no brakes for that. He talks to that lady who's like my my Irish <laughs> grand- ancestors built, built the, underground the underground railroad. railroad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I showed my yeah, team just- that all gas no brakes video of the coronavirus protest, and all the time, whenever like anything comes up about what we can or can't do on campus. They turn to me and they go, cough in my mouth. It's just so funny. <laughs> so Kanye made that um, made that tweet and uh, someone 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 made like a, a like who would who would you vote for for Pope and someone tagged me in it and um, so I retweeted it and I said, um, oh you know what I don't remember the punchline and it's not going to be funny so I'm going to move on. Okay, thank you very much. Yep, I'm just I'm learning as I grow, and I just you know what I'm not gonna be able to do. I deleted um, the tweet. I looked for it because it didn't get as many likes, but it was a it was one of those things where you parody the thing that the crazy person said on right, Twitter. Right, right, right. Yeah. Speaking of Vatican II, like, I did I did watch four episodes of a documentary on Vatican II on YouTube yesterday and today, and I found mm-hmm. I found this great comment that I said to Patrick that I think is just worth. It's not a really a hot take time machine, but it is kind of a it's a take that I found on YouTube. Wait, this, oh, it was in the YouTube comments. Yeah, 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 it was in the comments. I thought Beans said it. No, not Beans, but I did find Beans on the video. Uh, It says here, from Tommy Sullivan, seven months ago, this video is like 10 years old, but this guy commented seven months ago. It said, 1960, JFK killed, Vatican II, Freemasonry in our space program, and Hollywood, (laughs) period, use of MK Ultra, comma, it's obvious. (laughs) I just love that it's like what's obvious. What's like? What, no, what? I have so many more questions. Also, JFK was killed in 1963. What are you talking about? 1960, JFK killed. Vatican II, Freemason. I'm confused about what's the problem with Freemasonry in our space program. If we don't like I don't Freemasons, think JFK was elected. If we don't like Freemasons, don't we want to send them to space? Is is that what <laughs> we would desire? The only thing we can do with them is send them to space. <laughs> I can't believe the Freemasons are working on arithmetic to send people to the moon. Yeah, this is sense. terrible. Listen, we all know that the moon is a place of evil, and that's why Mary has put it under her feet. Amen, brother. Um, yeah, those are those are ridiculous. Do you know what MK Ultra is? Isn't it that thing from Stranger Things? Um, I don't know if they used it in Stranger Things. I think they said like the Stranger the experiments Things. that 11's mother underwent were a part of MK Ultra. But I so MK Ultra yeah. was like a CIA mind control program. Yes, like behavior modification program. Uh huh. And it has since become like a QAnon conspiracy. Okay. That like a lot of people are under MK Ultra. Okay. Yeah. Have you? Let me hit you with this. I don't know anything about MK Ultra, but have you heard about how Ellen DeGeneres is in the CIA? I. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about Ellen DeGeneres recently, but only from crazy people. So I so I I got this from Tim Dillon on the Joe Rogan podcast. Tim Dillon's very funny. He's very crass, but he is kind of hilarious. Um, and he talked about this how, how he just like said it offhandedly because he was talking about QAnon, and he was talking about like all these conspiracy theories that they believe in. And he said, "Well, Ellen's in the CIA, but like everybody already knows that." And like moved on. And I was like, "Wait, what?" And so I I looked it up and I found some pretty convincing evidence that Ellen DeGeneres is in the CIA. And I, I just think that, so there's an email from the state department that says, 
While Ellen does not spend many shows dealing with serious foreign policy issues, this is from the State Department. This is unclassified. You can look this up. Uh, she does use her show to support important causes and raise money for them. Further, her show is syndicated internationally to 10 countries, including Canada, Australia, and India. She is a big supporter of Hillary Clinton and is willing to use her platform to help promote the agenda of the new Secretary of State. Let's have Ellen dance with Hillary Clinton and then nobody will care that Hillary wanted to bomb Syria. That'll be super fun, says the CIA. Isn't that crazy? Is that real? No, that's real, dude. Oh, thank goodness you're back. Say noodles. Noodles. Praise God. Okay, we're back. Oh, good. Um, the right, other let's thing, talk about it Benghazi. is true. The other thing is there's a WikiLeaks email that came out that said, that was talking about Ellen, and somebody said, from the CIA, said, I spoke with her, and she said she would do whatever we asked, so full speed ahead. Who knows what that is? And then we see a tweet from Ellen on June 6th, 2014, which said, if it's one thing I love about the CIA, it's their sense of humor. Hashtag CIA is on Twitter. I'm not saying. Okay, I you mean, know what? You also, know what? I'm on board. This what? is now my fifth conspiracy that I believe. This is this is the other thing. This is one last one last thing that I think is super crazy, is that um, the one security guard who met the guy who did the Las Vegas shooting, he only did one talk show interview. You'd think it maybe be CBS, NBC, ABC, even Fox News or C or CNN. No, the only talk show he went on was the Ellen DeGeneres show. Why? The only guy who met the dude who killed 50 people from a hotel in Las Vegas. Anyway, this is the end of the Hot Take Time Machine segment. Um, so let's just go on to D D Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner because that's all we got. We're not doing anything on Crunch on that? No, we can do Crunch on that. Let's hit it. But I don't know what it's... Okay, uh, do a song. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dance one, Monkey. So, that, that funky monkey. Um, one... one uh, some... Uh, Praise crunch from nope that's not uh one of these one can of you these do it? how about this how about this how about this can you do it in the style of Nickelback okay okay um one second listen to us crunch on that he <laughs> 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 just gave me the weirdest one <laughs> um we're, 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 uh, since Patrick's married the boys are back um we got it. We're gonna talk about some good stuff, and uh, <laughs> I think the present owner fixed it up. That's all I got. <laughs> this is where I went to school. <laughs> well, I sit on down and I start to cast, and I found my friend, and he's made a glass crunch on that. Oh man. That's my that's my Nickelback, which I think Pretty is good. kind of fun. It's fun to do a Nickelback. Um, I asked my friend to teach me guitar today, and then I started doing my Nickelback impression. He said, if you do that after I teach you guitar, I'm going to hit you over the head with the guitar I teach you. <laughs> I said, that's fair. Um, man, I don't I don't have a ton. for we don't, we don't have to do anything super long on this little segment because we've already been going for so long. Yeah, last week someone's like, "Man, we got we got to talk about. Well, I, I'm going to do a talk on their podcast. You know, sometimes we have a lighter show, sometimes we have a heavier show. I wish sometimes, we could let you know, yeah, the show is just what we want to make it. You know, that's what I'm saying. So um, let's make it rock. Let's <laughs> let's talk about. Um, oh please, I'm Disney ready. Channel original movies. And okay, this how is how bad they are in retrospect. This is this where we really want to go with this segment. I. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I recently watched High School Musical and I got to say I agree. Holds up. No it doesn't. No it first doesn't all, hold up. First of all, you can like tell it, it's so interesting looking back on like Disney Channel stuff about how it's cuz I always I always wondered I was like what makes Disney Channel different from Disney cuz it's like it's Disney still and they're making movies. So what is like Dis are Disney Channel original movies are they Disney movies? They're not. Um I don't know if you remember, like, in Hannah Montana, for instance. The premise was... She's a... The premise was... She's like a super... She's like a superstar, right? And so they would obviously show scenes at their concerts. But you know how much how much logistics it takes to, like, shoot something at an actual concert? So they would have, like, Lily and Oliver sitting in, like, the back row of the stands. And it's, like, a set that's the size of yeah. my living room in my apartment. And it's, like... Yeah. You look back, you're like, oh... 
wow, these were all really low budget. It's like Disney Channel movies and TV shows had the budget of like a, a YouTuber. Yeah, I mean minimum. Minimum. They probably had a bit of a higher budget than a YouTuber. Maybe. Because they had cameras and dollies. Fair enough. Listen, I have dollies. They're on display in my bedroom. I mean, any 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 movie production that can afford to get the limo out front and have the hottest styles, every shoe, every color. <laughs> every shoe. Uh, then it's probably doing okay. That's all I got on Disney Channel for movies. And Patrick, this is the thing. is When you're famous, it can be kind of fun. I'm you, so, you need to stop it. You need to stop this bit right now. I will unplug my microphone and I will make us delayed again. Oh, you're going to unplug your microphone? Are you going to keep talking? Yes. It would be really you, but no one ever would discover. Hey, can you say noodles again? Noodles. Hey, we're still on track, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You should cut out all of the parts that explain why we say noodles. <laughs> so that they just get that one part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but keep this part in so they know there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you guys are all left out of our you fun, fun no secret You have no clue bit. what's going on. Isn't this what fun? You guys, fun? What you guys are feeling right now is how I feel for the first 10 minutes that I hop on the call with Patrick and he's making jokes with his wife and I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, hold on. Right, now I, have, I have another topic. All right, get okay. this. Skincare right. routines. Okay, keep it coming. Yeah, we're going to talk about... I'm going to talk about... Did you know... Did I did not know that, like, a skincare routine was a thing, okay? Until I got married, and now I have a skincare routine. You have a... You have a... You have a skincare routine? Yeah, I have a skincare routine. You have so, a... <laughs> let's go through the... Okay, first of all, we're going to talk about the basics of any good skincare routine. Okay, welcome to my YouTube uh, channel. We're going to talk about the oh. basics. First of all, the basics of any good skincare routine is water that's first and foremost okay and then you got to wash your face with a soap that has a similar ph balance to your skin 5.5 to 6.5 am i right yeah okay cool i'm getting confirmation and then you have to get a humectant which keeps the water in and then you what's you got to get a heuristic an emollient then you got to get get an emollient And that's the third thing. So those are you writing this down, kids? And I'm not just talking mm-hmm. to the ladies, which is most of our listeners. I'm talking to the fellas too, because if you, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna plug the skincare routine person you follow here. <laughs> follow at Curly Phoebs. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> Ethan just turned on his camera all of a sudden, and my screen is full of Pope John Paul II's face. <laughs> He's so disappointed right now. Look at him. Just staring into his deep Polska eyes. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's go to Dr. Ethan's dating corner. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Unless we you really got a topic. I mean, the only thing I was going to talk about is how uh, ridiculous it is that um, I just was going to talk about how silly the trads are and how insular they are, but we've we've always talked. We've talked about that we talk. Enough. We do that to death a little bit. I do. We do that to death a little bit. And also... Yeah. The only thing is that I think if you just understand, I wish people had more of an understanding of history. And I was just going to ask you like how to have a better understanding of history, but we can talk about that next week. That's okay. That's with actually me. a really good question. I want to. I want to talk. Let's talk about that a little bit next week. Let's do a fuller a, of- a fuller treatment of that. That when we're not kind of goofy, but I kind of like being goofy. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. We're we're on a goofy streak. <laughs> let's not let's not kill it. I will definitely say that. It. That that's a good question. I want to think about that for a while. Okay, please do because especially regarding like the church and culture and how to evangelize the culture, I think understanding history is very important. And yeah, I and like I do I think a lot of us have a really history. bad idea about his about what history actually looks like. And mm-hmm. I'll use two examples. One, um, people have a have a have seem to be holding on to this idea that religion causes most wars. Um, yeah, which is funny because the two worst wars in human memory were just were started caused by, by atheists. politicians. Oh, that too. Yeah, and atheistic politicians at that. Mm-hmm. And those wars were so bad we forget the four centuries beforehand that were all of wars that were also caused by just atheistic politicians. Um, yeah. In fact, wars got worse when the king stopped going to church. Um, so. That 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 little tidbit right helps you understand history. Um, <clears throat> another interesting, people always bring up slavery in the Bible, as like a, oh see like slavery is this backwards Christian idea, but the Atlantic slave trade didn't start until after the Enlightenment, and so for some reason Enlightenment philosophies that we hold near and dear allowed horrible atrocities like 
slavery to happen. And so asking that question, why did that happen, is a good is a good understanding of history. And then um, another, the last one, I was reading this blog post that was like, the Catholic Church is obsessed with sex. Here are a bunch of things the Catholic Church teaches and why they're wrong. And it was just un- interesting to come across something like that because like the Catholic Church didn't start all of these teachings about sex until after the free love movement. Yeah, there we go. That the good old Pope John Paul II. <laughs> He's back, baby. All like this intense focus on on human sexuality didn't start until after the culture was like, let's make sex God, shall we? You know. So yeah, a good understanding of history is a good under is it helps you have a good understanding of the culture because yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. I think that'd be really good. Uh, I'm gonna do some research uh, as much as I can during the first week of campus as a focused missionary. But I would love to do a little bit. Oh yeah, and school starts next week for me too. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, sweet. So that's a little, little teaser trailer. If you don't like this episode, tune in next week and we'll get really into it. Yeah, we will, baby. Okay. Give me that. Give me that question. Give me that sweet, sweet. First of all, you got to talk about how you got goofed by somebody on the email. Okay. Yeah. First way to talk. Okay. So I got an email from someone and none of you ever do this ever again, because I will delete you from our podcast. You cannot. Patrick got, got hard. I got, got pretty hard. So I, I read, I, first of all, I didn't know the meme, but I will, in my defense, when I read it, I was like, this must be a joke, but I don't get the joke, so it can't be a joke. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, I got down to like when, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll say the preference. Someone someone sent in a message that said, uh, Eliezer update, and it was very earnest, and it was like, hey, I, I'm most definitely the girl, in, and like, I know the guy, and she's, he's dating my friend. Some of the stuff I like didn't think added up. Like they weren't bringing, they, they didn't bring up the fact that I thought that the two girls were best friends. Um, but anyway, so she had this long story and it was interesting. <laughs> she was like, I'm, I'm away at and vacation and he keeps saying he wants to come visit me and he's saying I broke up with her. So like, let's meet up. And it's, I was like, oh, this is juicy. Oh, right? and I was, salacious. I was, I was talking to Phoebe. I was talking to Phoebe and I was like, and she was like, we can't talk about this on the crunch and i i half i half considered and almost definitely did post the entire thing on patreon i was gonna say if you want to know the rest of the leazar story <laughs> support us on support patreon. us on patreon <laughs> but there are other benefits to supporting us on patreon such as a monthly facebook room that patrick and i are now are gonna do because it's so do. so easy literally i just had a nice chat with five to six of our patrons yeah uh, because i started a room randomly imagine how fun that would be if it was planned and right. you supported us for at least $5 a month and you got to join the patron group on Facebook cool? and and communicate with us face to face and ask us questions live and also be our friend. Yeah. I just want to hang out with you guys. I want to talk to you. I want you I want yeah. I want you I want to crunch you. We can all eat cereal wanna, loudly into the wanna, microphone. So anyway, crunch. Eventually it got down to the point where he was like he was like, "Yeah, I need I I'd love to come visit you, but I need to borrow money for gas. I don't have a job yet." And she was like, um, how much do you need? And he went three fifty, and I was like, "Okay, that's not a number for gas, either three dollars and fifty cents or three hundred and fifty dollars. That doesn't make any sense." And she was like, "And at that point, I looked down and saw that he was a large monster from the Paleolithic era, the Loch Ness monster." Because I was like, oh, "Dang it, monster! I ain't giving you no tree fifty." And I was like, "Okay, that was an abrupt end of the story. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the joke." And but Patrick I, and called I, me Facetime, and he's like, "Guess what? I got an update." But then she made this weird joke about him being a monster at the end, and I don't get it. And I was like, "Read it. Can you tell me what it was?" And <laughs> I had to explain to Patrick what the meme was. And there was yeah. a Loch Ness monster meme that went around on Reddit a while back, where the people would tell these really long stories that were really juicy, and people would get hooked on them. And usually they were about sex. And at the very end, you know, right as things were about to happen, the woman would say, and that's when I asked him for 350 and then the guy was a monster. And it was it's a, it was a way to catch guys being thirsty. And you ah. got you were thirsty for content I was and you for content. you got got. You got got. Yeah, the the point of the meme loses its loses its under, I, I it doesn't make much sense outside of the context of making a a story like that for the purpose of, of ruining a guy's day. That's funny. Is it funny? <laughs> it's kind of funny. Can you can we have a real question and help a real person? Oh yeah, we haven't have, we haven't actually done any content yet. Um, hey Castman. Oh boy, I have that's a new one. I have something that I've been thinking about, and maybe you can help. I've been asked to lead a small group for girls okay. aged roughly thirteen to sixteen, and I'm eighteen. I'm really excited at this possibility. I think I have a lot to offer them. 
My goal for this group is to inspire them to authentically live the gospel. This is not a dating question, but we'll answer it. Um, They are all great kids who go to Mass on Sunday, etc., but I really want them to set them on fire. My problem is small groups are awkward. I've never been in a not awkward small group. I don't want to do the annoying cliche discussion questions to lead, that lead to the awkward silence. I want to have good, authentic conversation, but in my experience, those are really hard to facilitate and end up being awkwardly forced. What do you do to make your small groups? Uh, what do you do in your small groups to get people talking, make it not awkward, and ultimately make it authentic and meaningful? Thank you. It's a great question. Great uh, time to answer it too, because I like literally was just doing small groups. Yeah, yes. My whole my whole job is small groups, so True. I'm I'm right here with you. Um, I think you start out, you have a bonfire at your house, you invite them over, and slowly, one by one, you put each of them in it, and that's how you like them I was going to say, you can't have a bonfire, they're, they're kids and she's 18. They're kids and she's 18, but she asked how to light them on fire, and that was the best way that I could. Oh, that's it. a good one. It was a joke. Uh, Try harder. It's hard. <laughs> it's a lot easier to goof on people when it's a dating question, and this is like a serious, earnest question. Yeah, you were so, ready to goof on people, and I hit you with that serious question. Sorry, I was about ready that. to goof, and so I'll give a serious answer. I think it's really easy to want to be cool and relatable right away, and not really have super deep discussion questions, and kind of lean into it, you know, eventually. But I think you have to resist that, and you have to let the girls know what you're about. Not in a way that's intimidating or scary. Like, you shouldn't roll up and say, these are all the sins you must give up if you want to continue in this group. Like, that probably wouldn't <laughs> go over well. But um, I do think doing some kind of Bible study, even just on, the, like, a basic gospel message Bible study, that uh, Focus has a really good one called The Crux that you should look up. That's really, it literally is just super simple. Goes through Genesis, um, talks about Jesus, Right goes through the base the five points of the gospel. It's five weeks long. Five point. I mean, we are made for a relationship. The relationship was broken by sin. Um, Jesus came to restore that relationship. We are called to respond to Christ and live out that relationship in the church. Right. Super basic. Super simple. The core of what we believe as Christians. And I think you just need to challenge them and present the gospel in a way that's real and authentic to you. Like if you're trying to present somebody else's way of presenting the gospel, it's not going to work. Like, do you believe in the gospel? The answer is yes. Pray with these passages, pray with the scripture, pray with Adam and Eve, pray with Genesis, pray with how God created the world and created us for a relationship. Pray that how that affects you and then share that with these girls. If you're sharing anything that's coming from somebody else's prayer, it's they're going to be this is like awkward. This is weird. These discussion questions are weird. That's why it always happens. But if you're coming and you're honestly saying this is what this means to me, this is how it's affected me. What do you all think? It's really hard for that to be awkward because it's true, you know, and it might be weird because they might have never had that kind of conversation before, but that's okay. If you stick with it and if they stick with it over time, you guys will grow on trust with each other because you are leading from a place of honesty and you're leading from a place of authentic prayer rather than content. The content is helpful, right? Knowing what verses to start with and kind of how to go is very helpful. Life teen, focus, like they've got great Bible studies just out there that you could have. Go take them. You don't have to write something yourself. Uh, But seriously sit down and pray with it before you talk to them about it because then if you just kind of show up and you read it and then you have the questions, which is what I feel like a lot of small group leaders do, it's going to be bad. And so I think you just need to allow your your prayer to penetrate the group and and be honest. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, don't lead a small group. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, say noodles. Noodles. Okay, good. Phew. Um, yeah, so uh, when when I lead small groups, the best questions that I ask are the ones that I sat and thought of before I asked them. And like I sat, I like I would sit and I think the worst questions that I've asked are when I look down on the paper and ask those questions because it says something about how not just how prepared you are but like how invested you are in the conversation because these kids are used to being read to from a paper and it's when a teacher is going over stuff in school and they're what they're not what they're used to also is people just asking them questions when they're at the lunch table or when they're just talking to a person right and so they understand that you're an adult and you're a kid so like they're not expecting to be entertained by you but they they need they need to know that you want to know what they have to say they don't if you ask them questions that are off the top of your head, or at least they think are off the top of your head, it's like you've memorized the questions and you know where you kind of want the conversation to go. 
you need to get really good at asking questions that steer the conversation to where you want it to be. For instance, um, if you want to talk to them about suffering and how suffering is going to, like, uh, suffering well will help them uh, bring grace to other people. You want to ask them what they think suffering is. They might have a different idea than you do. Like my kids, when I was talking about redemptive suffering, we ended up, oh, sorry, cross. When I said like, what, what, when I taught, we were talking about carrying your cross, they really didn't have any idea what that meant. So I had to, we had to emphasize it on like, oh, it's suffering. And then it's like, okay, what is suffering? Is it physical or is it emotional? And so you kind of have to go down to like real, real brass tacks with some of these kids. Like you have to get really, you have to make sure you're on like the same page. First of all, with what your terms are, like, what are you, what are you actually talking about? And then you want to ask them what their experiences are with those things. So I ask them like, when's the time that you've experienced physical suffering, emotional suffering? Um, sometimes they don't want to talk about themselves. So you should do things like ask them, what do people your age suffer with? Or what do you know? Like, what have your friends suffered with? Or like, what do your friends think about this? A really great question is what do people your age blank? Because they'll subconsciously answer with their own experience. And then you can ask them, what about you? What do you think? And then they'll be like, oh, I already shared it. So there we go. Or they'll do the opposite. They'll say they have like a negative view of their, their peers and they'll go, well, like what do most kids your age think about the church? They don't like it. They hate it. What about you? Well, I think it's good, but I'm just not really sure where I fit in. Right. I've had that conversation before and it's a really solid, um, it's a really, it's a really solid method because it's something called reverse mentoring where you ask them a question about them and they feel like they're teaching you. It's a cool little like power mm. dynamic shift where they feel empowered in the situation and they don't feel like they're kids anymore. They feel like they're, they feel like they're just talking to you, you know, which is great. Yeah. That I was a lot. It. So I hope that was helpful. No, that was really good. You're an cool. expert in this. That's true. And we, and we both have different styles, which is probably due to the fact that I work with college students and you work with high school and middle school students. Fair enough. Yeah. I think, I think if I, I think when I would do college ministry, it would be a little different because there's no, like there's, there's an equality with yours, right? There's like a, yeah. we're on the same level. There's really no, any strategy would seem disingenuous for me. Any strategy is just being a good educator. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I think there is a strategy involved, I guess, but any, my, any, like, my strategy of leading good small groups involved going in and screwing up for about a year and a half and then figuring out what the heck I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So it's honestly, it's really okay to just totally beef it for the first while, as long as you're being honest with them and you're not trying to be somebody you're not, and you're tra- not trying to simulate conversations that aren't real. You're going to be fine. Oh uh, yeah. God, just like, just pray. Trust the Holy Spirit and trust that your students are smart enough and intelligent enough to have adult conversations because yeah, the, I mean, yes, 14 year olds through 16 year olds lack what an 18 year old might have, but you're really not that different from them. And it, it, it would be, it would behoove you <laughs> to treat them as equals rather than as, Oh, I have something to teach them. Not necessarily. You One can guide, you can guide the them, but not necessarily like you are automatically just because you're older. You're gonna teach them a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I will say that I was reading a book recently, and uh, the author brought to the point that it's like it was talking about like bad leadership, and it's like we often when we're looking at someone who's like leading a ministry, and we're like, oh, you're doing it poorly. We're like, oh, that person's a bad leader. They shouldn't be in ministry. God has used poor leadership. All the time, all the, the time. The whole, the whole time, except for Jesus, and he was He's God, so it doesn't even bad count. Bad leadership, yeah. And right after Jesus, like, and he used Jesus for like literally thirty-three years, and then immediately put a bad lead, like, and then, immediately and then got he, like, and then he picked Peter, the dumb guy, yeah, to do it, and made him the smart guy, and like, and not even that, he's used actually pagan leaders, like, ne- like I, I was read, he was talking about, it, so I was like, oh wait, yeah, there's this, there's this ongoing theme of a young Israelite man not living in Jerusalem, living in a foreign land under a despotic king, David and Nebuchadnezzar, Joseph and uh, Potiphar, the, the, the Pharaoh, and then Moses and the Pharaoh, and um, uh, who else? That's, that's all I can think of right now. I'm, but not, a, I'm not a scholar. That's, a, that's like an ongoing theme. And those young men still made, did great things, right? Under, under poor leadership, right? But because, oh, Cyrus, right? So Cyrus, 
was the only person who was called the Messiah that wasn't Jewish. And it's because these these men, even though they weren't religious in any sense, like even though they weren't Jewish in any sense, they were still open to the movements of the Holy Spirit somehow, right? It's like God has used bad leaders all the time to do great things. He's never used a closed off leader because he can't, because he does he respects our free will. So as long as you're an open-hearted leader, you will lead these students to Christ if they're open to, you know? So that's, you'll do what he wants you to do. You're this good. is a, this is a total side comment, but did you listen to Trent Horn's debate with um, Sam Rocha? No, Alex O'Connor on Matt Frad's channel. No, um, he's he's a guy, a YouTuber, skeptic, the cosmic skeptic or something like that. And his main argument for why uh, the problem of evil is insurmountable is that there's unnecessary animal suffering. And why would a good God allow like a random deer to be trapped under a tree and starve to death? Like, how does that suffering, like, because the usual argument against that is that suffering is in God's will, um, or he allows suffering, you know, in order to bring about greater good, um, because it's, a, it's a evil as an absence of good, not necessarily a positive choice. And so, yeah. uh, like, what, what kind of a good God would allow this kind of suffering? And, like, his argument was, that, well, if you argue that you have to have the this exact amount of suffering in the world then that kind of puts you in a in a logical trap because obviously like there could be less suffering in the world you know and so like yeah. if god could have less suffering in the world then why doesn't he it was it was very interesting i thought it was, i would say that animal suffering just isn't isn't real suffering yeah i would no, agree not, i would it, agree with that point yeah yeah it's not real so it's it's Animal suffering isn't what a is, pure evil in the sense of human suffering because animals aren't rational. A deer that is trapped under a tree and dies returns to the ground and feet like the that that's this the circle the circle of it's just a basic fact of nature. Yeah, and it's sad because we project our own experiences onto animals. Right, but, but also it's like in order to sadness. suffer, in order for there to be evil. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't like just torture animals because they're a part of creation, but. Like, doesn't, isn't there need to be some kind of consciousness in order to, like, register suffering, you know? And, like, do animals have enough of a consciousness to, like, warrant, like, we kill them to eat them? Yeah. So that's bad. Like his, If you come Trent, across a suffering animal, you should kill it. Right. Trent Horn's point was, like, oh, well, then farmers should be considered worse than Hitler, you know? Because if they oh, killed so many... he brought up Hitler, classic Trent. He did. Um, he, Trent Horn with the Hitler... It was interesting. I would suggest people to go and look up that debate because I thought, I mean, the guy definitely wasn't stupid. It was, it was just an interesting argument for the problem of evil that I've never heard before. Anyway, that's, interesting. that's That's one of those things topic. where it's like, good point, but yeah. So I have another question if you're ready to move on. Yes, please. Um, I will say like, if, 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 a, if a kid were to bring up a question like that, it would be, it would really give that kid like a good, you know, solid philosophical debate if you were to like entertain that question. And I think that's good. Yeah, we love it. It's good. Yeah, we'd love to be able to do that. Um, I, I realize now this is also not a dating corner question, so welcome okay. to the crunch on that. Great. Um, hey, guys, I've been wishing I could ask a Dr. Ethan's dating corner question, but as my love life is non-existent, I have nothing. However, during quarantine... That sounds like I, the perfect time to ask a Dr. Ethan's dating corner question. We can, yeah, really. Let me spice that up. That's how what can I'm here I, how for. Can I, how can I get on Catholic Matt? I didn't get this doctorate for nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a lot of money, okay? And recently during my quarantine, I have lacked, I realized I lack good faith-based friendships. I go to a federal service academy, U.S. Marine Merchant Academy, Merchant Marine Academy, where we spend some of our time at sea. Wow. That's uh, we awesome. do have, we have a pretty good Newman Club at school, but people are constantly leaving for the sea. We all live across <laughs> the country. <laughs> and now we are not in school. <laughs> Just this Take guy, to the sea. Just the image of this guy sitting on the dock watching his friends <laughs> sail away is so funny to me. Uh, he's, he's like, like he's like, oh, I've got all these great. This will be a great Newman Center, but <laughs> I see these great Set friends at the, the Newman Center, but they're constantly just sailing away from me into the ocean. <laughs> what do I do? He's too busy worrying about the jib to be my friend. We're not the flying jib. Anyway, okay, so we have a pretty good Newman Club, but people are leaving for the sea. Um, 
I wish I had some better connections at home because we all live across the country. We're not in school. My parents are from the same town, and they have a great friend group that they started when they were young adults, and I'm super jealous. Our church doesn't have a young adult does not have a young adult group anymore, and since I will soon be going off to sea, I <laughs> I feel like I can't really start one. I don't even know how I would if I could. Do you have any advice on how to build good Catholic relationships? Also, can you give a shout out to Southern Akron, Ohio? I'll shout out to Akron. Shout, shout out to Akron. Shout out LeBron. Southern Akron. Shout out LeBron. Um, I, I do wish I had a best friend that shared the Catholic faith with me. I'm hoping for more of a group thing so it can continue when I'm gone, and then I can have something to come back to when I look home. <laughs> so what do you think? How do we have Catholic how do, friends? How do I make Catholic friends at sea? Please. <laughs> I'm do so what, lonely. Do, do what Anthony and Padua did. If the people won't be your friends, be friends with the fish. Be friends with the nature. How do I meet mermaids at sea and date them and also be friends with them? <laughs> you can't date uh, mermaids. They're a different species. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, golly, that's so funny. I'm so sorry that I, I laughed at your question, but it's hilarious that your main problem is that everybody that you know keeps going out to sea. Like, I, I understand it's a great. very normal part of your life, but to us, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm from a landlocked state. My friends go out to the <laughs> farm, but they're always back by supper, you know, like. <laughs> With um, gaps in their teeth. Yeah. I got my teeth, my tooth knocked out by the combine today. And then your friend is like, I had to eat a plank from the ship because we ran out of gruel. It's just a different life. <laughs> it's the U.S. Marines. It's not, it's not the pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. They're, they have normal food. Well, I'm sure it's not normal. I'm sure it's still They have the normal ship. food. No, they have they have oatmeal that's stuck to the, to the roof of the brig because that's the only place it's safe to keep it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Okay, so... I'm pretty sure oatmeal stuck to the roof of the brig is not a thing. <laughs> why would you stuck keep your to food the, in the oat, brig? Oatmeal stuck to the roof of the brig is why my last wife left me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, gosh, how do we help this guy? Um, or it's girl. A gal. It's a gal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gal. Um, so she's Use asking. Catholic match. <laughs> she's asking more of like, how do I create a permanent community of young adults? Not necessarily of just college students. Yeah. Join the Knights of Columbus. No. Uh, She's a woman. She is a woman. Wait, dang uh, it. Our, our Knights of Columbus was, advice doesn't work uh, for Knights women. of Columbus advice doesn't work. Okay. Here's this is really hard. I think you got it. It's called the Mulan method. <laughs> you cut off all your hair and join the Knights of Columbus. Let's get down to business to go out to, flip to see. pancakes. Oh, okay. Oh, that too. <laughs> I think you have to get outside of the Newman Center. There are probably young adults in the town around you. In Catholic parishes, you just have to find them. And it might not be ideal necessarily, but if there's really no options for Catholic community, as a woman, I don't know what that looks like. First of all, refer to our advice of you might not get to be, excuse me, goodness, I had a bit of a hiccup there. You might not get to be friends with people your own age. So you might just have to be friends with people who are older than you. That still counts as community. That's probably really good for you. So don't just think of community as people your own age that are as attractive as you. Like that's not that's not <laughs> or more attractive than you. That's not what this is about. Um, so look for people. You look for young families. Look for old families. Look for elderly people who have no one to take care of anymore because all their kids have have gone out to sea, and go and and be friends with them. Second, if that doesn't work and you're really struggling. And there are probably other Christian churches in your area. Go be friends with other Christians, at least. Yeah, they might not be Catholic, but if you're really struggling that much and you can't seem to find other friends because of the quarantine, because of the Merchant Marines, because of the Newman Center, because of the churches in your area, whatever, there are still Christians around you. And I think we need to be more open as Catholics to being in community with other Christians um, and having that be a part of our lives. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think if you've exhausted all of your options, old people, young people, the quilting group at the parish, you know, in your town, everybody in the Newman Center, if it's really if it's really a struggle and you can't find anybody, maybe go outside the Catholic Church, which I know is really scary. And I know that's like might sound like a wrong thing, but it's better to have some Christian community than no Christian community because we were yeah. made to be in community. We That's what we were made for. If we aren't if we aren't in community the Christian faith will not be alive within you. Like it is a, it is one of the four tenets of our faith. I mean, the, the catechism is rooted in this, this idea from acts two that like we have to be uh, the prayers, the breaking of the bed, the bread, 
the teaching of the apostles, and the fellowship. That's it's the fourth thing. Like it's it's non-negotiable. So you have to find it somehow. Um, that's what I would say. What do you think? I concur. Also, I think something you may may uh, not know. I just thought of this because you said Southern Akron. Um, go on to Facebook and then uh, type Catholic young adult. Yeah. And or any variations of that, and then go when filter your search by location and click near me or your zip code. You will Facebook tracks everything. Yeah, you'll so, probably find something. If someone if someone has created a Catholic young adults Facebook group, which if they started a young adult community, they did. Um, you can probably find them that way, honestly. And I don't know any Catholic young adult who would who started a young adult club. Just find the admins of the group or whatever, and be like, "Yo, can I come to one of your things?" They'd be like, "Absolutely, come on by." Yeah, especially if so, you're a girl, and it's a guy running the group. <laughs> if I'm just being honest with you, and been a little cynical, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Ah, single people. I remember when I was. Oh, I remember being single. Back in back in my day. Laughs and married. Laughs and married. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I think this was a great podcast. I love this. I love. I love the idea that this woman just sits on the edge of the dock and cries as her friends go out to sea. I'm so there's sorry, a, but there's I actually a legend. There's actually a legend that the uh, that that she sat on the dock for so long that she turned into a rock, and that rock is still visible. You can see. The rock has is the shape of a woman who's holding her hand out as her friends go off to sea. Is that true? It sounds like a haunting thing that like a t- from like a town in like a, in like Pokemon they walk through a town and the town has like the legend of a woman who like all of her friends went to see. And then the woman comes back and she has a Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about Pokemon. Uh, Patrick, thanks for recording this episode of this podcast with me. I'm excited to record next week where we talk about history and also God. Yeah, and um, one more thing for the people we haven't talked about this, but we're now sponsored by Halo. Halo, I've been putting ads in the show. Don't worry. Really? Okay, yes. cool. But I want to talk about it a little bit because I used Halo for um, a confirmation retreat. Uh, we had to do an online confirmation retreat for kids that couldn't show up because of coronavirus, and um, we had them do Halo uh, for the prayer sessions. We had them go off on their own, and I've been using Halo every day uh, on my commute to work. It's great. Um, the rosary, especially, I usually like trail off during the rosary but having someone else do it like keeps me accountable um to like continue to actually meditate on the mysteries and it's been really it's been really nice and um yeah so our listeners get a free trial and which is amazing it's great hallow.com slash the crunch and if you do that we get a little kickback we get a little we get a little little, little, little sugar something. on the sauce so- in the sauce a little sugar so, in um, the sauce a little sugar in the sauce from hallow for those of you that don't know hallow is a lot like it's the Duolingo, shut up of of Catholicism without all the grifting. That's yeah, the, that's no, the best part no, of it. There's no microtransactions. There's no there's only Father Micro Schmitz transactions. <laughs> Father Mike Schmitz reads John one one as a bedtime story, and it's fantastic. Does he really? Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, there's bedtime stories in Hallow, and, and Father Mike Schmitz just, reads he just, one. He just read John chapter one. Yeah, as a bedtime story, it's cool. Anyway, in, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So it was got, in the beginning with that. God. We got, if you want to, if you want a video chat with us to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch. If you want updates on our merch store, <laughs> the Don't laugh after you say merch store. I have people texting me every day wanting to buy hoodies and it's me. I'm texting myself. What's, <laughs> when is myself, it? Hey, I want to buy a hoodie right now. All right. When is it coming, Patrick? I don't know. Soon, it's not in my hands. We have a we have, someone's developing it, so it's. It's like, not in my hands. Now. Can we call them? Do they have a number? Is there a service line? Yes, I'll, I have a call with them tomorrow. It's oh man, they're they're out to sea. That's why it's taking them so long. That's why they're they're out to sea. Uh, great, Patrick. Do you have anything else for the people? Can you say noodle one more time for me? Noodle one more time for me. That's it. That's all I got. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. Yeah.